I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds. And they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, can we get a sick beat here? I have a Patreon. There you can find bonus content from a podcast. Both the right ways. For paleoids. We discuss how culture is prehistoric animals. And this one, we're talking about 10,000 BC. 10,000 BC. Yes, the world never Everyone hates it, but we love it. It's about cavemen. The mammoths. Building pyramids. The link is in the description. Thank you for your support. Have a wonderful day. Sort of like a freelance alternative style beatboxing sort of thing. Yeah, this was totally worth the 20 minutes of edit time it took. Totally worth it. Roar. Growl. Snarl. Bellow. Welcome to Paleo Bites, the podcast that smells like a herd of long necks digesting their food. My name is Matthew Dahl, and each week <laughs> I, in a rotating series of guest co-hosts, talk about and rate a genus of prehistoric animal, be it dinosaur, mammal, arthropod, and so on. This week I'm joined by the experts of the bush tit. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not as dirty as it sounds, it's the type of birds. Natasha Crack, how are you? Hey, I'm doing well. That's good. And yes, uh, the, the bush tit are a type of bird. They've been uh, spotted in Colorado recently, apparently. Uh, yep. With all the climate changing, yep. they've decided that uh, Colorado's good. Yeah, I've heard cardinals are on their way, too. Like, we'll get them in, like, 2030 or something. Oh, that'll be interesting. Cardinals. They're beautiful. When I went they to... They are, and they're another corvid. Yeah, yeah. They're bright red. Oh, they're so pretty. They are. Like, when I when I went to college my freshman year in Hastings, Nebraska, <laughs> before I went to UNC where I met you, um, one time there was a cardinal just sitting on the branch, and I took a picture of it, and it was so pretty. Just nice. Deep... Depending on the time of year I visit my family in Minnesota, yeah. cardinals are up there. Yeah, they're so uh, beautiful birds. A deep, saturated red. Yeah, and every time I go up there, I will list, look up YouTube videos <laughs> to listen to their vocalizations because sometimes, even though they're bright freaking red, you <laughs> can't see them. But if you track them with sound, you can at least have an idea of where to look. Right. I do that with our local Blue Jays. <laughs> but Blue Jays, like Cardinals, are corvids, and therefore they are little sh- <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. Here's a dinosaur-related question then, because this is this is a dinosaur-related question. Technically, if you could have any bird species come up to Colorado 
and I yes, I mean modern. <laughs> uh, which ones would you want and why? Oh, that's interesting because we have a pretty wide variety of birds. Yeah. But I would love to see cardinals around here. Yeah. Uh, maybe at the higher elevations where they it yeah stays colder. Uh, that's the thing. Like I'm trying to think. Like, what are some like truly outrageous ones? What are those ones that build those nests that are enormous? <laughs> bowerbirds? Is that what those are called? Well, bowerbirds build some pretty obnoxious nests on the ground. Um, believe it or not, bald eagles build some pretty obnoxious nests on their own. Oh, that's cool. If you go over to Stanley Lake Regional Park near where I live, yeah. Um, most of the area is fenced off, but there are places along the street where you can pull your car over and mm-hmm. park and look at the nest of the Stanley Lake eagles that have been nesting Ooh. there for quite a long time. And that's cool. Honestly, it's hard not to see the nest with how big it is. Oh, no, they're, they're, they're enormous. Like, eagles are just such enormous birds. But if we wanted to bring an, an obnoxious-sized eagle, okay, let's bring the harpy eagle. Yeah, I was going to say the harpy eagle. Could that gra- thing preys on monkeys. Yeah, I was going to say it could grab small dogs off of people's lawns. We already have problems in my neighborhood with red-tailed hawks targeting chihuahuas and other smaller dogs. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that's true. Like, a harpy eagle might take on, like, even a medium-sized dog. Yeah, I'm a- <laughs> A harpy eagle might take on a corgi. Yeah, that's true. And I like corgis. My youngest brother has a corgi that I adore. Oh, what a way to go, though. The corgi's just walking, you know. <laughs> the harpy eagle comes down. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. That sounds terrible. But I mean, sometimes dark humor has its place. Uh, I saw this TikTok. Yes, I've fallen into the TikTok wagon. <laughs> I, every video is so dumb, but I have to keep scrolling. I don't know. Sometimes I look at you on YouTube and they do compilations of Gordon Ramsay TikToks, because yes. apparently he's on TikTok. Oh, that's what a lot of people and are. And he's ripping on people's horrid cooking skills. Of course he would. I'm no chef myself, but I can cook better than half those people. Well, that's good. Well, I mean, you're more of a chef than I am. but, but no, <laughs> Yeah, so but I would never claim that I could this, work in a restaurant. There's this TikTok where it's like, what is your dog thinking? And it's like, it's this corgi. When he, gets, when he takes him out of the car, he's like, spaceship, spaceship, I'm going to space. <laughs> it's the leash. Yes, my spacesuit. <laughs> Time to be an astronaut. <laughs> And then he gets in the trunk of the car, by Earth, to infinity <laughs> and beyond, T-minus 10 seconds. If that's the corgi I think it is, then uh, they also make the rounds on Facebook and that corgi has a partner. Yeah, aww, that's cute. And every time they bark or do something, the person puts a voice over it with random little word. Oh, I love that. Well, like, remember that ultimate dog tease? <laughs> that was a viral video from years back. It was like the dog was like, yeah. What was in there? <laughs> it's like, like I got some food here. You want some? You want you know the you want the meat drawers, right? Yes, <laughs> the maple kind, yeah. <laughs> and then it's like, oh, no, I would like that. Me, so I ate it. And the dog's like, oh, <laughs> you're kidding me. <laughs> His lips are actually moving. They just added that to it. Like, That's fun. Oh. Anyway, speaking again, I, I, these transitions are so terrible. Speaking of none of this. <laughs> Yes, aren't we talking about a member of the crocodile family? Yes, we are. Oh, you know, you know, crocodile meat's all right, or am I just thinking alligator meat? I don't know. I would imagine so. This isn't actually a crocodile. It's more closely related to crocodiles than it is to dinosaurs. It, it's Postosuchus, crocodile from Post, which refers to Post Texas, near where its fossils are first uncovered. Uh, personally, I would like to live in Post Texas, as in a Post Texas time where we society have left Texas behind to deal with its crap. Oh, is that what, uh, not what it means? Shame. <laughs> uh, Texas is going nowhere. I got a few friends down there. Yeah, man. Ah, uh, man. All right. So, type is a Ryosuchid. A group of archosaurs, more closely related to crocodiles than dinosaurs. Back then, the line was very blurred. Just some of these crocodilians were basically dinosaurs. It's crazy. 
for an amateur, and I'm including myself in this, telling some of these crocodiles apart from dinosaurs is downright impossible. Have you heard of Poposaurus? What? All right, let me Who got bored? (laughs) It uh, is a crocodilian. Uh, I swear to you, it is a crocodilian. But look at this thing. That is a dinosaur, isn't it? I'm pretty sure that's a dinosaur. Nope, it's a Poposaurus. It's a more closely related to the crocodiles than it is to dinosaurs. Okay. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, man. Okay, save that for the Poposaurus episode coming up. It's supposed to took a size that was 16 to 23 feet, so that's 5 to 7 meters long, 550 to 600 pounds, and 250 to 300 kilograms. Pretty big, big, that's scary boy. That's a pretty impressive-sized crocodilian. Yep. A diet carnivore. Uh, time, late Triassic, 221 to 203 million years ago. Location, all throughout North America. It was described in 1985. Pop culture appearances, Walking with Dinosaurs is probably its most famous appearance, uh, but it also appears in the 2008 Turok reboot video game <laughs> as Jurassic World the Game, Jurassic World Alive, and I also remember it as being one of the creatures you can build in the Lego Dinosaurs set from 2002. Remember the Lego Dinosaurs? Vaguely. They were like the ones where like um, you uh, you had like a basic body plan and like these pieces they could switch around, so like each set become four different species. Oh, interesting. So the Postosuchus was in the one where you could mix it around to make it like either a Mosasaurus or a Dumetrodon. Or, um, I think an iguanodon, which obviously had a different head. <laughs> yeah, that, that's <laughs> the quite other... the range of species there in that one set. Yeah, it's just like, oh, it was so cool. And uh, this line of sets, using some of the sets, I made a little Lego film with it back in the day when I was with Lego Studios that ended up being the basis for Megazoic. It all nice. started from there, and I deeply, deeply thank this toy line for that. <laughs> Uh, so, uh, the Triassic period may have had the first dinosaurs, and there were some plenty of large ones, like Plateosaurus and Lilinsternus, but overall, dinosaurs were not the rulers of the Earth just yet. After such an enormous mass extinction that was the Permian, hardly anything ruled, as a matter of fact. The ecosystem was a hodgepodge of different creatures from all different parts of the animal kingdom that managed to survive the cataclysm. Or really, all parts of the class of reptilia and their distant, very, very distant synapsid cousins. <laughs> <laughs> if anything ruled, though, it was the archosaurs, the clade of, um, of diapsids that include the crocodilians, pterosaurs, and dinosaurs. Goes to show how old the crocodilians line really is. Yes, and when someone says, like, crocodiles are modern dinosaurs, I mean, other than birds, they're not far off. <laughs> because they're more closely related to dinosaurs than, like, other reptiles, like lizards or snakes, so... Mm-hmm. Pretty cool. And snakes are relatively recent in the geologic timeline, if I remember yes, right. Yes, it's Cretaceous. Squamata is the order that lizards and snakes are from. It's also the order that Mosasaurus is in. <laughs> Very closely related to lizards and snakes, the Mosasaurus is. Nice. Yeah. 
So there are all different types of archosaurs of all different types, but this is the period where the crocodilians and the clade Pseudosuchia really, really got their chance to shine. Postosuchus was a member of the Ryosuchid family, a fascinating group of crocodilians that proved just how diverse the lion can be when it's really trying. <laughs> <laughs> they all walked with their legs directly underneath, but not sprawled out like modern crocodiles. So uh, likely they were pretty darn fast. Well, and also quite a few of them are bipedal. Postosuchus included. Horrifying. Yes, Postosuchus was bipedal. That four-legged depiction in Walking with Dinosaurs is now outdated, being that Postosuchus was basically Triassic T-Rex. <laughs> oh, lovely. Good uh, thing us humans weren't around. We'd be Postosuchus food. We'd, we'd be dead post-haste. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the jokes. The jokes. The terrible jokes. This show's only just a little bit of ways away from, like, giving out stickers that with a fruit on it being like, you're doing great. <laughs> you're doing very well. I mean, you could put a baryonyx on that. Oh, smart. <laughs> <laughs> you're doing very onyx well. <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> All right, so... Um, back in this time, though, it lived with the tiny early dinosaur Coelophysis, other non-dinosaur archosaurs like Desmatosuchus, Rudiodon, and Trilophosaurus. <laughs> That's right, folks. You've heard of Monolophosaurus. You've heard of Dilophosaurus. Now we've got Trilophosaurus. <laughs> we just need a Tetralophosaurus and Pentalophosaurus to complete the Quinfecta. <laughs> You know that they could still be discovered. Uh, granted, none of these related to each other. Uh, Monolophosaurus was a tetranarian theropod on the branches leading up to the Megalosaurus. Dilophosaurus was a Coelophysid, and Trilophosaurus was an early archosaur morph cladistically before the split between crocodiles, dinosaurs, and pterosaurs. <laughs> but still, uh, it's, I find it fun to have se sequential creature names. <laughs> I mean, we gotta let the scientists have their fun somewhere. Yeah. When they're not plotting our doom. Well, speaking of plotting our doom and having their fun, you know there's a dinosaur literally called Zool? <laughs> <laughs> Somebody loved the original Ghostbusters. Oh, yeah, I know it's named after that. Yeah, Z-U-U-L. And because of that, it's the last dinosaur alphabetically, too. Until <laughs> <laughs> someone discovers a Zygotesaurus or something. It could happen. I don't know. Anyways, so yeah, Postosuchus was the top predator of its day, back when dinosaurs were still trying to get their claws through the door. What an interesting world the Triassic was. Yeah, this wasn't in the show proper, but in the book version of Walking with Dinosaurs by Tim Haynes, which really expands these, the events of the show, can get really quite brutal. Uh, Apostasuchus has a brief battle with a Pladiosaurus. Oh, that sounds interesting. Why didn't they animate that? I don't know, because they're like the two titans of the Triassic. They're just at it. Let them fight. Fight, 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 fight. Just again, Ken Watanabe, let them fight. <laughs> Uh, now, granted, Pladiosaurus was only known from Europe, while Postosuchus was from North America, but this was Pangaea times. Creatures could wander all over. So let me have my clashing titans, okay? Right? Those are fun. Come on. Our culture loves giant monster battles. Yeah. Like, even, if, like, you know, like, oh, the, the gatekeeping of the dinosaur community sometimes. It was like, oh, but you only like this. Like, because, like, they get on to, like, Jurassic World for not being accurate. It's like, why but do you like Jurassic fun. World? It's a movie. Like, that prologue is so cool. And yeah, it does have a T-Rex fighting a Gigantosaurus, but it's so cool. <laughs> Again, those movies are fun. And, you know, sometimes they inspire people to go into paleontology. They do. They do. And I don't know. I just, like, Again, like the fact that they include all these different nicer species in the newer ones, like Cynoceratops and Nesuchoceratops and Moros Intrepidus, it shows to me they they truly love dinosaurs. They just don't let scientific accuracy get in the way of a good story. I might have said this in the podcast before, but I stand by it. It's just like on Twitter, especially like the gatekeeping of the dinosaur community is a bit too much. <laughs> I mean, we're, we're dino fans. We're supposed to be chill. <laughs> For people like me, I'm not a paleontologist, but I appreciate the scientific side, but I also appreciate the 
fun side. Yes. Let a T-Rex fight a Mosasaur. Yeah. Oh, my T-Rex fight a Mosasaur. Oh, that's a dead T-Rex. <laughs> <laughs> but you see my point. Yes. It's an obno- It would be a fun, obnoxious animation. And you know what? I had an idea for a fight. It was like a T-Rex, because it means like Tyrant Lizard King. Versus a Rajasaurus, which means King Lizard, but in, like in India. Now, granted, that, that's the T-Rex's fight to lose because the Rajasaurus is so little. <laughs> like, it's not that little. It's like a little bit smaller than Carnotaurus, but... Uh, Still, though, you know... It, it's just two kings. It's like that scene... I could critique yeah. the ever-living out of every historical fiction movie, and it oh, wouldn't yeah. get me anywhere. You know, like in Pirates of the Caribbean, where they had those uh, muskets, oh, and yeah, they just his... kept firing them over and over again? Because that's how muskets worked. <laughs> Oh yeah, Pirates of the Caribbean is historically inaccurate on basically every front, but yep. it's fun. It's fun. When I go to watch a fiction movie, I don't expect historical or paleontological accuracy. Exactly, and like, I, I made a joke, it was like, oh man, you're going to get really pissed off when you find out that pandas can't do kung fu either. <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, oh, that's not the same, like, why do you think that's the same? Like, how is it not the same? They're both franchises meant for entertainment. Exactly. Like, <laughs> I mean, if I'm going to watch a documentary, yes, I expect yes, obviously more then. accuracy. Yes. Uh, you know, and it's nice when they touch on the old ideas. Oh, I also, I should have brought this up. There's, there's a big controversy of the walking with dinosaurs scene of Postosuchus where it's shown urinating like a mammal. <laughs> Just like a stream of pee going down. It's like, crocodiles can't do that. <laughs> it puts the pee in Postosuchus. <laughs> <laughs> but a documentary versus a feature film on the big screen. I expect shenanigans. You might as well get on to Star Wars for all the space stuff that gets inaccurate. Right. <laughs> right. Considering <laughs> what we know about astrophysics these days versus back then. Yeah. Yeah, Star Wars is a mess, but it's fun. It's fun. It's so fun I to see. I love it. It's, it's an so, escape fantasy for so me. It's so fun to see them going through that asteroid belt where the asteroids are so close together, they're all crashing into each other, and they're crashing into TIE fighters. And you're like, yes, yeah, I know. Look, from a realistic standpoint, this asteroid field will be nothing but dust after a couple hundred years because right. of all the collisions. But it's fun! Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Creates a, you a, can't, sometimes you just gotta let people have their fun. Anyways, post a circus. <laughs> <laughs> Which animal are we going to have it fight? Uh, Platyosaurus. I okay. thought we already established that. Yes. Okay, so who Somebody would... animate this, please. Okay, Platyosaurus is bigger, but Apostosaurus has more of a jaw, like, and more weapons. Uh, I guess Platyosaurus might have had... Oh, no, I'm thinking of Iguanodon. didn't have the thumb <laughs> spikes. Well, I'd also wonder what each had for agility. Uh, both are probably not the most agile creatures. <laughs> the more agile one is likely going to have an edge. Though. Yeah, well, then maybe the Apostosaurus just because it's smaller. But maybe. it's also, like, heavily built. Yeah, so maybe it's got some ramming power. I don't know. Well, the... And here we are discussing its stats, Yeah, uh, let's let's see. Yeah, what's its mana power? What's its <laughs> dexterity? <laughs> what's uh, its stat for sheer bulk? 550 to 600 pounds is what I said here or something. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, pl- four-ton Platyosaurus. I don't think Postosuchus has a chance, actually. <laughs> All right, well, let's rate Postosuchus 1 out of 65 million. I'm going to rate, like, 50 million. It's cool. Triassic T-Rex. It is pretty cool creature yeah let's stick with a solid 50 i mean there's some other ones like presto sucus if we're to presto sucus not yet uh, now you have <laughs> great magician that one <laughs> <laughs> so in D, it's getting some magical capabilities yes exactly and like it had a hat that could pull not a bunny because there were no bunnies back then that'd be ridiculous how about but a gallimimus uh, no no bunny back then i'm thinking like a little cynodont oh, like okay. a little stem mammal thing <laughs> 
<laughs> and its hat is clearly a hollowed out log, right? Yeah, 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 obviously. There's no hats back then. But it's still a magician. <laughs> so, okay. All right, well, that's it for this week. Uh, if you want to get a hold of the show, you can contact us at MattD at MatthewDonCreator.com for your general questions to either co-host. You can follow me personally at MatthewDonCreator on Facebook, at MatthewDon64 on Twitter, and MatthewDon64 on Instagram. What else is there? What else do I do? I do this every episode, and I'm just like, I don't know the routine. It's been over 100 episodes, and I'm still like, <laughs> what do I do? Uh, okay. Oh, that's right. I have a book series on Amazon Megazoic available for print and Kindle. Absolutely no post of in it. That was a bit before this time of Megazoic. Uh... Would have been cool though. Imagine it with lasers. <laughs> Anything with lasers is cool though. Basically, yeah. Anything. Our nineties are showing. Pew pew pew. Roar. <laughs> also, I have a podcast called The Rit Wit, where two twits talk about writing. It's a writing podcast. Go check it out if you want. Also, check out the Patreon. Patreon.com/slash/MatthewDonald. Lots of good stuff there. Uh, bonus episodes about prehistoric popular culture. One of these days, we'll talk about walking with dinosaurs and mention the postal circus there. I guess. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Anyways, all right. That's it for this week. As we say at the end of every episode of Paleo Bites, it was a crocodile do like uh, sometimes they hiss that sounds terrifying <laughs> that sounds terrifying hi i'm daniel founder of pretty litter cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter that's why i teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create pretty litter its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80 percent less than clay litter Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you.